Rabbi Sai, we are about to embark upon a journey, an odyssey of spiritual reawakening by delving into the Heilige Heilige words of the Geras Haramban. Just want to give a little bit of a hakdama. Now, there's a machloikis in the Rishonim, the Ramban and the Ben Ezra, many shittas concerning the birthplace of Avroma Vinu. The Ramban in Parshas Noyach has an arichas in the subject, and he brings the seder of the Hishtalshalus of Avram Avinu's journeying from Mokim to Mokim, from place to place. He quotes the Moir Nebuchim. The Ramban brings that even in the Egyptian chronicles, in a book called Avoidus Ho'ikrim Hamitzriim, there's, there's told there about a certain troublemaker named Avram, who was imprisoned in the city of Kuta by the king who feared that he would cause a religious revolution and he was banished from that kingdom. And we know the story of Pichazau, how he was thrown into the oven in Ur-Kazdim. After the Melech banished him, he left Ur-Kazdim and he came to Choron. Choron was his birthplace. And the Rambam describes that when he came back to Choron, he came to his Mokim Menuche. He came to a sense of tranquility, he was back between his family. He was no longer being pursued by the king. He was within the Mokum where they spoke his language. And he had found peace. It was at that point in Avram Avinu's life where the Rabbi Shalom spoke to him and said, Leave this place, this Mokum Menuche, where you finally found peace. And go to a new place, El Ha'oretz Asher Areka, to the land where I will show you. And Khan in this place, here you cannot have children, here you cannot have bracha. But in this new place, there awaits for you a new life, and here you will have children and a nation and bracha. Avram Avinu was 74 years old, and he had found peace. He didn't dream there's a life ahead of him, a Klal Yisrael. All this was in a new place, not in the place where he was, where he thought everything was fine and didn't need changing. There's a new Mokum waiting for him in life, and Dafkin, that new Mokum, he can find Brocha of the type that he never could have realized or have reached before. You know, after the war, there were people who came out of the camps and they returned home. I read the story of one such person who said he came back to his house. He had lost his wife and children and he came to his home and all the furniture was gone. He said he threw himself on the floor in the middle of the empty house and he cried for three days. He said he didn't cry all the years that he was in the camps and now he cried. That he realized there's no place for me to stay in. I felt the soil burning under my feet. And I realized I had to go to a new place. There's nothing to live for staying here. But not everybody made that decision. They were here and there in every town. There were those who said we came out of the ovens. We survived. Now I'm back home. People are going to let me live. Leave me alone. I found peace. The war is over. And they settled back in their hometowns. There's a mishpacha, there's a family, a very renowned family, very prominent and wealthy and successful mishpacha, a beautiful mishpacha with many tamidah chachamim and yirei Hashem, a multi-branched family. And this family is presided over by a grandfather, a patriarch, who is a grandfather and great-grandfather. 
And he raised a beautiful mishpacha here in America. And he had a sister who after the war chose to remain in Eastern Europe. She lost a husband and seven children. And she came back, she had no kayach to move on. And she said she's going to stay there. And for years, while this family was growing and was so beautifully blessed, the sister was still left behind. They decided, her brother and the mishpacha decided, they worked through diplomatic channels to be, this was in the time when it was difficult, you couldn't come out from behind the Iron Curtain, and they arranged for her to come to America. And they wanted her to settle, to live out her final years here, and they brought her to a seder. And she was the guest at the seder, and she saw her brother sitting surrounded by his children and grandchildren and adoring great-grandchildren. The singing and the shir of his hishbochahs reached up to Shomayim. And she, she hadn't seen such a scene for years. And after Pesach, she turned to the family, she says, I'm going back. I can't stay. He says, why can't you stay? You've come. He says, no, I've done enough Averis in my life. I don't want to add now the Avera of kin of jealousy. Looking at what you have, and I know what I have, I can't bear it. Certainly I'm going to come, when you come to jealousy, to kin, so I want to go back. And we know Nebuch, there are even spotted all over Europe in these little towns who decided to stay and they didn't know, they didn't realize that there's a new world ahead, that after the destruction and after the survival, there's an Eretz Yisrael where Torah is growing, there's an America with Torah, and there's Ashiris and wealth, and people have been rebuilt and built beautiful mishpahas. There's a whole new world of bracha, but kan iyatazoyche. And you have to go sometimes to a new place where there's a new world, a new existence, full of blessing and full of bounty. But sometimes we don't have the strength to move from when we feel and we imagine that we found comfort. Rabbi Sai, it's the same thing with Midas. All of us have Midas that we are comfortable with. They come from Arzacho, Umeladcho, Mibesavicho. Some come from our surroundings. Some Amoladcho, we're born with them, certain character traits. And some Mibesavicho, we picked up in our families. And we naturally slip into the most comfortable mode. We tend to want to live our lives on those terms. This is comfortable for me. The certain amount of cast, certain amount of gaiva, amount of kin, amount of time. And this is what I like. And I will serve Hashem from here. And a person doesn't realize what he is denying himself. There are some people who know they're kaisonim, know they have bad tempers. But that doesn't bother them. Sometimes they even... They, they think to themselves, my anger is even a source of power for me. It makes people listen to me. It makes people be afraid of me. Otherwise, who would even look at me? They're just afraid I might have a blow-up. I might get angry. I might get nasty. And the same goes for many other midas. And the person thinks that he's set in his ways, and he doesn't realize that there is a new world waiting for him. When he's misakin his midas, people think, whatever I am, I am, and there's nothing to change for. There's no reason to change. And I can't change. Nothing could be further from the truth. His true destiny, his accomplishment, his broche, his kanat zoiche is, is dependent on upon his being mekayim, his leaving and going to a new place. We don't realize what, what fulfillment we could have if we worked on changing ourselves instead of just naturally finding the most comfortable position with which to live our lives. Rabbi Isai, 
This is what Igeres Haramban is about. The words of the Heiliger Ramban are so insightful, so penetrating. They're a step-by-step program for a person to make that journey from to go to a new place, to a new life. An invigorated life. A reawakened life. A life full of brocha. Through the generations, this letter, the Igeras Haramban, Sadiqim have pondered it. They wept over it. They sang it. And they took it into their hearts. And we still have it today, and it speaks to us. And when we read the words, we'll feel as if the Ramban is talking to us like a father to a child. Who is the Ramban? Who is the Ramban? The Ramban is the Rebbe of Klal Yisrael. Our Ashkofa as Eden is based primarily on the Kisvei Ramban. Besides, is the Rebbe of Chidusha Ramban, the Rebbe in 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 but in Ashkofa the Ramban, our Torah we know. The sheet of the Ramban, the Ashkof of the Ramban prevails as the Chidor writes, Haramban is the Ari HaGodol B'mo'inois Aroyos, the great lion in the den of lions, in the Tkufa of lions. Reb Chaim Vital quotes his Rebbe, the Helega Arizal, who said that the Ramban Al-Atoyri is Omuk Mo'oyit Ve'eimi Sheyochel Avino. It's so deep, a mere mortal cannot grasp it, can't understand it, Dvorov Stume Mo'oyit. It's Kabbalah. Secrets of the Torah, who say for Yaakov and Nechmon, Mo'oyed Lemevina Mo'isoy. And the Chidot continues, and he writes that the Ramban is at such depth that in Svorad in Spain, fire flames would, would, would ignite. Mayana Yeshua Belimudom Chudushe Ramban, he quotes from the Maria Ben Leib and Simon Nunvov and Zaina Chela Gimel and the Chuvas. He writes, "Hamayinim shabechabura, hoyoyitzemem zukukim shel eish bechidusha Ramban." When the chabura sat to learn Ramban, rods of fire came out of their mouths because of the kedusha of the words of the Ramban. In the Sefer Darki Talmud for the Rikanfatoin, the Goyin of Kastil, he writes, "Ein boy yiter ois achas." There's not an extra letter in the chidusha Ramban. So if we are privileged to be able to peek into some private correspondence that the Ramban addressed to his own son, the Ramban was banished from the kingdom of Aragon after there was a disputation that he had. There was a Meshumid, Pablo Kishfiani. And after that, Vikuach, the Ramban published a Sefer HaVikuach. And because of that, he was expelled and he traveled to Eretz Yisrael at the age of 72 years old. He settled in Eretz Yisrael and he wrote his son a letter. And at the end of the letter he writes, V'chol yoyim shetikro'eno Every day that you will read this letter, Ya'anucho min ha'shomayim kasheyala alibcho lishol ad oilom HaKadosh Baruch Hu will answer any tefillah that you ask of him on a day that you read this Igeres Haramban. The Ramban begins, Shma b'ni musar avicho v'altito ishtoiras imecho. The Posit in Mishlei. Tisnaik tomid ledaber kol dvorecho b'nachas. L'chol odom uv'chol eis. Your words should always be spoken with softness and kindness to any person at any time. Uvazeh tinotzel min hakas. 
And through this you shall be saved from anger. This is a terrible character trait that causes man to sin. And taught us kol one who gets into a temper, boy. All the forms of Gehenim rule over him and have power over him. The Ramban is going step by step and teaching us how to improve ourselves. But the first thing he says we have to tackle is the Mida of Kas. Why is Kas first? Why has it become before anything? Now some of us have the nature that we take the whole Indian of Kas very, very lightly. It's not an Aveira, it's not a problem that I have to work on, unless it's something completely out of control, and the person realizes you can't live with it. But the, the times that I have here and there, I get into Kas, it's very normal. Chazal say, Al-tihi Don't become easily angered. And perhaps we can touch it a little bit different. Al-tihi Don't take Kas lightly. Don't take it as something that's an easy thing. Not so terrible if I get into Kas once in a while. The Talmidim of the Chofetz Chaim tell over, they used to see the Chofetz Chaim going into the Bismedish after Chatzois and opening up the Aron Kodesh and standing and davening. And once they hid themselves under a bench to hear what he would say. And every night the Chofetz Chaim would stand before the open Aron Kodesh and I'm a Koyin, I have a predisposition towards Kaz. Help me, help me overcome my Kaz. A Talmud once walked into the Chofetz Chaim's house and he found him sprawled out on the floor crying to the Rebbeinu give me the strength to overcome the Midah of Kas I once had a Rebbe a Magichir who told us that somebody came to him and said about himself I have a very sharp temper and he said to him you don't have a sharp temper you have a disgusting temper we somehow think that temper denotes some sort of zealousness or a great, serious, no-nonsense attitude to life. I get, you know, I, uh, I don't take things lightly. I get indignant. And I have a sharp temper. That's noyach lichos. We take kas lightly. But what is kas? In Europe, a while back, there was a contamination of the meat. And it, was, you, it caused something called mad cow disease. And whoever would consume, whoever would eat this meat would get this illness that was called mad cow disease. And it wasn't a pretty sight to see someone who was never afflicted with mad cow disease. Now imagine if somebody would tell us there's an additive in one of the foods that we eat every day. You see somebody in the street jumping up and down, frothing at the mouth, throwing things back and forth, tearing at his clothes. You say, Nebuch, what happened to you? You don't know? You, don't, you didn't hear the news that if you eat from this and this food, this is what happens to you. You, become, you, get, you, you, you go into a massive of temporary insanity. Say, never. Well, if you have to put up signs, nobody should take, we have to let us know. Nobody should Khalila eat such a thing. Look what can happen to us. Do we ever see someone who is in a massive of caste when he's in a temper? When he's in a temper, he's in temporary insanity. All we are is our mind. All we are is our seichel. If we have no shlita, if we have no control of our mind, does not control me. There's something, there's a food, there's a midah, there's a trait in the world that can revoke my very humanity. What am I? If at any given moment, I'm no longer a person, you cannot recognize me. 
And the Svarim HaKadoshim bring from the Zayar HaKadosh. That in the time when a person goes into a cast, his Nishoma HaKadoshim leaves him. And it's replaced with a Nefesh of Tuma, the Nefesh of a Kelev. The Zohar HaKadosh says, one shouldn't even look at somebody when he's in cast because he's a toirif nafshoi ba'apoi. We've seen ourselves and we've seen people. We know how ugly we can become. And it doesn't become so difficult to understand what it means to have the nefesh of a kelev rachmon alitzlon. And the Zohar instructs us not to look at a person when he's in cast because we shouldn't see a human being in such a state of degradation. People can do such insane things. There was a story printed in Eretz Yisrael, in the Hamidiyah, about a Pakistani Arab who traveled to Saudi Arabia looking for a job and he was told there's a job available for him and when he got there he was told that he can't have it and he flew into such a rage he ran into a butcher shop and took a knife and chopped off his own hand. That's what caste can do to somebody. That, that, that's that's how, how it can take a person, take a person's humanity away from him. So the Ramban quotes the Chazal that Kol is Kol Mine Gehenim Shotim by the Chofetz Chaim writes in Smir Saloshim. He says, for every Aveira there's a separate modur, there's a separate section in Gehenim that is particularly suited for that Aveira. That mokim in Gehenim corresponds to that Aveira. That's for all Averis except for Kas. Because since Kas means somebody who has no Shlita on his Maisim, and he is ready to be over all Averis Sheba Oilom, Lechain Einloi Gehenim Miyuchid. There's no any particular mother in Gehenim that, that corresponds to his Chet, but rather Kol Mine Gehenim Shoyotin Boy. As the Messilus Yeshorim writes, a Kaisen, he says, would destroy the entire world if it was in his Yechoilis, because his Seichel is not Shoyot. His reason doesn't control him. For who saw Tam Mamish, he loses all Tam, and he becomes, listen to his words, Kechol Hachayos Hatorfois, like wild beasts of prey. And through that, Kal Vada, it's with a certainty that he can be over all Averisha Ba'olam, because Eilam Meniachad is nothing that moves this person except the Kas and the Zam, Ve'el Asher Yel, whoever the Kas will take him, he will go. And that's what the Chofetz Chaim writes. Somebody who has a moyach bekot kodoy, one who has seichel in his mind, will run away from this midah because he knows you could know benavshoy bebirur with a certainty that al yidei this midah bevadai yetsay lo osid lovoi chayiv bedin. If one does not work on this midah, Chofetz Chaim says he has a guarantee that he will not be zoyche bedin lo osid lovoi. He will be a chayiv in din. Rabchaim Vital, in Sharuach HaKodesh, the Swaran bring down, quotes his Rebbe Darizal. And it's Kedai to go through a little bit of the Loshan. It says the Arizal was makbid on Kas more than all Averis. Because when one gets into Kas, he's mamish toirif nafshe hakidoshi. He takes his neshama and tears it into shreds. 
And it's mistalekes mimenu legamri. It leaves him in entirety. And nichneses bimkoima nefshesh mitzad haklipa. A soul enters his body from the tzad haklipa, the tzad haktuma. And this is the story of the Pasek, Torah nafshoi ba'apoi. And the Arizal continues. And listen to this, Rabbi Isa. Even one who has accomplished many tikunim lenafshoi, and he's done tshuva me'ula on all his averis, and he has mitzvahs, rabbis, ugedoilois, hakoil nevodim mimenu legamri. He loses it all. Because oisa nishama, that nishama that did all these wonderful mitzvahs, is no longer here. And it was nishalev, it was exchanged for a nefesh of tumor. And he, when he gets it back, he has to start all over again. V'cheinu b'chol pam b'pam kikelev hashov al kiyoy. And he said, if someone is about caste, he cannot be masi, he cannot achieve any atzog in Abaydus Hashem, even if he's a tzaddik b'chol derachov, because he's constantly a boine He's building and destroying. He builds again and he destroys again, because each time he gets into caste, he banishes from within himself his nefesh, his neshama hakidosha. You know, every Avera, Involves a certain amount of precast oil. For a person to go against the Ratzan Hashem, he has to throw off the yoke of heaven from upon him. But no one ever, somebody gives in to a tither. So, Bashas Maisa, Avada, he's Pyrrhic oil, but he's still thinking of the Rabbinish Shalalim. He's upset. He wishes he wouldn't be causing the Rabbinish Shalalim Tsar. He knows he's going to have to pay for it. He thinks, but he can't overcome his tither. Kas is a unique type of precast oil. When one enters that world, which we'll call the world of the planet Kas, the new Matzev HaNefesh, he doesn't even care that there's a Rabbi Nishaloyim. I don't care that it's Osir, I don't care that it's wrong, I'm not interested. And that's why Chazal said in the Dorem, Omar Rav, Omar Ravuna, Kol HaKoyis, Afilu Shechina, Eine Chashuva Kenegdo, even the Rabbi Nishaloyim means nothing to him. Because planet Kas is a godless territory. And that's why Chazal say it's Kilu Oyved Avoid Zorah. The Rambam writes in Ilchas Deis. We know the Rambam, the Rambam's Shita. The Rambam describes in many Mekoymas how a person should develop his character, that he should always strive to find the Derech HaMemutzah, the middle road. And that's the goal and the purpose of Torah Mitzvah, the Rambam writes. The whole purpose of Torah Mitzvah is to give a person such shlemas that he goes, he goes on the path, the middle path. Even though one should take the middle path, it is a terrible character trait. He should be extreme in running away from this. He should teach himself never to get into anger. Even though sometimes there are things that deserve an angry response, he should just act as if he's in caste. Sometimes he has to do it in the house for a reason of chinuch. He should act but inside he should be in a matzav of total menuchas hanefesh. So it's partially why the Ramban begins the Igeres with searching for a ticket for this mido. Imagine if somebody has a garage that's a mess. Decide, I want to clean up the garage. But stacked up against the door, there's so much rubbish and so much, so much junk. And he can't even get into the door. 
that you can't start cleaning up the garage before you clear a path by the door. In order to enter the world of Avoidus Hashem of Tikin Amidois, Tinot Selmin Akas, Shehimidoro, Lahachti Benayodon. It's not just a chet, it's a midorah that brings all other chatoim because the person has no control. Who is he? How can he be a melech over himself? How can he be a moishel? The altar from Kelim, who was the rebbe of every great Balmusser, every mashgiach and all the great yeshivas in Europe were talmidim of the altar from Kelim. And the altar from Kelim and his yeshiva stress at the most greatest Myla, that one should cherish, one should strive for, one should aspire to, is Menuchas HaNefesh. Menuchas HaNefesh means tranquility, an inner calm, a control over oneself. They tell a story that once the Tsar came to visit the city of Kelm. And when the Tsar came, there was a whole parade, and they came with horses and chariots and trumpets and musicians, and they came right past the yeshiva, and not one bocher turned his head around to look out the window. That's what a level of menuchas ha-nefesh, of control against his spilers, they had achieved. We all know the story of Hil Lazokin, the Gemara Masech, the Shabbos, Daflamad Aleph, the Gemara tells about two people who made a bet. They bet each other 400 zuz. I can bring Hillel to lose his patience and to get into Kaas. And it was Erev Shabbos and Hillel was washing himself. And the fellow came and he said, Ni kan Hillel. In the lotion of Gnai, lotion Bezoyan is Hillel here. Miss Atev Hillel dressed himself and he came down and he said, Vini, Ma'atunavakesh, what do you want, my child? And he said, Tell me, I have a question. Why is it that the heads of the Bavliyam are pointy? And Hillel said, Shailo Gedoyle Shalta, you asked a very great question, and I'll tell you, Elam Chayas Pikchois, the midwives don't know how to deliver the babies properly, that's why they're misshapen. And Hillel goes back to washing himself in Shabbos. As soon as he gets back, some of the fellow comes again, Mikan Hillel, Mikan, it is Hillel. This Ate, if he gets dressed again, he goes out and he says, My son, what do you want? What question do you have to ask? He said, Shaal Bani. And he said, why are the eyes of the Tarmudim Trutois, why are they funny shaped? Raka Yisraf, he says. He said, you asked a very good question. That's because they live in between the sand. The sand blows into their eyes. That's why they have such shaped eyes. He went, he waited another hour. He came back. Mikan Hillel. And Hillel goes and dresses himself again. This Atev the Kroy says, my child, what do you want? He says, I have a question. Ask my son. Why are the Ragleim shall Afrikaim, the feet of those from Africa, why are they Rechovas, why are they wide? And he said, Bini, you asked a wonderful question, that's because they live in the swamp, so they have wide feet. And he said, Rebbe, I have many, many Shilas, but I'm afraid to ask you because I'm afraid I'm going to get you angry, you're going to get into cast. So he wrapped himself and he sat down before him and he said, any questions you have, ask. And he said to him, are you Hillel who they call Nasi Yisrael? He said, if so, there shouldn't become many like you. He says, why? He says, because through you I lost 400 zuz. He said, again and again, I will not get into cast. 
And even if you should lose 400 zuz, because it's not an avoid of another lechaver, it's another ben adam la'atzmoi. Even if you're going to lose your bet, but I must not lose myself. That is menuchas hanefesh. The heilig yechofetz chayim was once traveling, selling his svarim. And he came to a certain town between Mincha and Mayrev. A fellow comes over to him and says, I have five rubles, will you give me four rubles change? I want to pay you back a ruble. Says, why? Says, you weren't here before I took a safer and there was nobody to pay us. So I want to pay the ruble now. So Chafetz Chaim said, look, I don't know when you took a safer. I can't do business like that. I'm not sure. I can't take money from you. So the fellow said, Rebbe, you caught me. I'll tell you the end. I didn't take a safer from you. But I want to have the schus to give him a ton. I want to, I want to help support the Chafetz Chaim. So I thought this would be a good way to give you, I don't have a lot of money, but a ruble I can give the Chafetz Chaim. Let me give you the ruble. The Chafetz Chaim said, no, I will accept no matonas from anyone. If you want, you can give a donation to the yeshiva. He said, that will give me a nachas ruach. So he said, fine. He said, I have got five rubles. I can't afford more than a ruble. So the Chafetz Chaim took out, he had a strong box where he kept his money. And he took it out. And the fellow grabbed it and ran off. Inside that box were 400 rubles, which was all the money the Chafetz Chaim had saved to print the next volume of the Mishnah Bruder. And the people began running, grab him, grab him. The Chafetz Chaim said, leave him, leave him. Maybe he has a daughter he has to marry off. Don't chase him. Now there are many things one can learn from this story. Chafetz Chaim Zahabas Yisro. The Chafetz Chaim Zahabas Hachesed. But let us try to fathom the menuchas hanefesh. A man just came and fooled him and swiped away his life savings. He didn't lose himself for him and he didn't start screaming and then cat nothing. Complete menucha, complete shlita, complete control over himself. That's menuchas hanefesh. Why is menuchas hanefesh so important? All of life is a preparation for Oilam Habo. What is Oilam Habo? Oilam Habo is Menucha. When somebody goes to Oilam Habo, we ask, Hamtse Menucha al Kantve Hashchino. When Chazal describes somebody who passes away, we say, Noch Nafshe. He entered a world of calm, of tranquility. In this world, there's something that's me'ein oilam habo. That's similar to oilam that's called Shabbos. Shabbos is the purpose of our avoida, whole week is to read Shabbos. Shabbos is a yoyim menuche. Yemois ha-moshiach, the ultimate oilam atiklin is described as yoyim she'kuloi Shabbos u-menucho. So menuche is oilam habo, menuche is perfection, menuche is pure, unadulterated rachnius, that's what menuche is. And every existence in this world has a certain mockim of menucha where it is at rest. And that's its shoyers, that's its source. And when we find menucha, we return to our source, which is why Shabbos is milosh and shav of returning, because we return to our makar when we find menucha. So menucha is the essence of a meaningful life. Menucha, we transcend the boundaries of, of teva. Because it's something that's otherworldly. The morale teaches us the number eight, Ches, is always Lamaila Menateva. The world was created in seven days. 
that whenever we want to break through the barriers of Teva, we go to the eighth. That's when Mila's on the eighth day. That's why Shivas Yomim, seven days before Yom Kippur, the Kayan Godel secluded himself, and then on the eighth day was Yom Kippur. And that's the Milo of Zois Chanukah and Shmini Yatzeret. That's why a carbon you couldn't be makrib until the eighth day. The number eight represents Lamaila Menatena. In the same way, the number 50 also represents Lamaila Menatena. We know that seven times seven is 49, and the 50th year is Yoivul. And Yoivul is Ukrosim Dror Ba'aretz Lachol It's total freedom, it's emancipation. The Shaftam Ishala Chuzos and Ishala Meshpachte Toshuvu. It is beyond the barriers of Teva. The word Noch, Noyach, is created between a Nun and a Ches. The two letters that represent Oilom Habod, that represent a world that's above, that's above the test and the of this world. Noch, Menucho. And that's why, what is the greatest bracha you could hope for? To have Nachas. And what's the Shoyrish of Nachas? Menucho, Noch, tranquility, peace. And all of life is a journey to achieve that Menucho. I once, as a bocha, was traveling to a friend's house, and the fellow was getting married in Long Island. I was going with another fellow, and somehow we had a mistake in directions, and we were very, very late. We wanted very much to be there for the chuppah. And we step on it, step, and he was speeding and going, trying to make sure to get to the chasen on time. And neither of us, we were both bochrim, so we didn't yet even think of such a thing as asking for directions. And after you're married, you know, you're told you have to sometimes stop to ask for directions. There was no such a thing. And we were just going until finally it was getting late. We had long missed the chuppah. And we pull into a gas station just tell us, how do we get to Long Island? And the fellow says, hey man, you're closer to Boston than you are to Long Island. Says, the point is, I mean, we were speeding along in a completely wrong direction. Sometimes, if the direction, the purpose of the journey of life is to get to Menucha, we crave Menucha. Why do we get into chaos? Because our Menucha is disturbed. I want peace. If it doesn't go my way, I can't find the parking space with the way I need it. Or I have to wait an extra few minutes so my menucha is, 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 is disturbed. So I replace it with more chaos. Chaos. Interesting. Chaos. Chaos. How is that going to help me? It's going to destroy me. Rebellion Lapian told the Maisenoyer. There was a man in town who was an angry, nasty man, and every child, all the children hated him. The Archa Sadiqim says, says, Abalkas ein loy chain. Chain, you have again the ches and the nun. He has no menucha, he has no chain because chain is otherworldly. It comes from above the person, it's mat maschinom. And the children despised this man. The angry man in town. And one day the news came out, the man was dying, he's on his deathbed, and the Hebrew Kaddish is surrounding his bed, and the kids didn't want to miss this. And they all ran over to his house and they were climbing in the windows to see, to watch the Yitzhiyas Neshama. And the man is lying on his bed and his last koiches, he sees the kids in the window. And he lifts himself up and he shakes his fist, Get down from that window right now! And at that moment was Yitzhiyas Neshama. Could you imagine? At a time when he should have been saying, Shema Yisrael Hashem Eloikeinu Hashem Echod! He worshipped Avoid Desire. That's where this can take us. It's like a locomotive hurtling along, pounding on the tracks towards oblivion. 
We're going in the opposite direction of where we want to go. By tzaddikim. The central focus of their existence was Menuchas HaNefesh. By the Helege HaZoynish. Well, sometimes had so no kayak, he learned, he exerted himself with such yagir, there were times he says he didn't even have the strength to pick up a pen. He was, he was so exhausted. He wasn't a well man. And one night there was a fellow who had to talk to him. And he came in, and the mishpacha was around. They said, look, the, the chazanish is so weak, he can't see. When he had no kayak at all, he would close the door. That was it. Otherwise he would see people. And the fellow was very insistent. He wanted very much. So he went around to the other side, and he crawled in through the window, and he came into the chazanish's room. And he spoke to the Chazanish, he had no kayak, couldn't even answer him. The next day he felt very bad. So he went to the Chazanish when he had no kayak. So he went to ask the Chazanish, he said, I hope the Rebbe wasn't angry at me. So he said, angry at you? The only reason I could think of to be angry at you is that you'll chayshed me, that you suspect that I don't understand that sensation. I don't know what it means. That's why he writes in a letter, the Chazanish writes, Something very detestable, kapdonis, anger, nastiness. The Heiliges Lotcher Ramagid owned a pair of Twillin. That was priceless, belonged to his elder Zayda, and he was very, very poor. And there was nothing to eat in the house to feed his wife and children. His wife begged him many times, you know, if you sell this Twillin, you can make a lot of money. And we could support ourselves. How could I sell the Zaydas tefillin? One day it was Erev Sukkis and there was no Esrik to be found. And there was one person in another town who had an Esrik. And he was demanding an exorbitant price for it. And his Lord Shavamagid went and sold his Zaydas tefillin. And took that money and bought the Esrik. And he came dancing into the house. I've got a beautiful Esrik. Nobody has an Esrik. Where did you get the money to pay for this Esrik? And he said, I sold the tefillin. And this Heilige Tzadik is... She couldn't take it. She said, what? After all, I was starving. I begged you so many times to sell the film. Now you sold it to buy an Esri that's going to last for seven days. And she took the Esri and she threw it and broke the pitum. And this Lord Shiva Magid turned to the Rebbein Shalami and said, Tata Zisa, the Tzvillin I lost. The Esri I lost. You think now I'm going to lose my temper? Oh no. And that night his father came to him in a cholim and he said, the first maise that you gave away your tefillin to buy the esrik caused such a commotion in Shomayim, the mysterious nefesh. But it didn't compare to the second Nesoyim. When you were oimed in the Nesoyim of Kas, you created a storm in Shomayim. That Nesoyim was far greater than the first one. Menuchas nefesh Rabbi I know a Yid, a Yid at Tzaddik, Talmud of the great Tzaddikim of the Deiris before the Mulchama. He learned Barabanis from Barabanis first Talmudim. He lived in Lakewood going back many, many years. And one day he came home. He, was, he lived on a second floor apartment and he saw that his three little toddler age kids had crawled out of the second floor window and they were standing on a ledge. And he looked up and he said, Go inside. And they came inside, and he took them, and he gave each one a patch like they deserved. Now, had he lost himself, like would have been the normal reaction, it would have been a tragedy. And he said, Oi! Get in! Menuchas HaNefesh saved the lives of his children. Years later, I heard the story from his son. 
told me that one of his daughters once opened up the closet to her house, to one of the doors of the closet, and a cat jumped out. Oh, it can happen sometimes. A cat sneaks into a house, and uh, and she started screaming, "A cat!" The cat. She ran all over the house, hysterical. Said he never remembers his father giving a child such a musashmus. Was haste? Was haste? Mefaliyetzach. A yid loses himself. Who knows what could happen? What could go next? And then he told her the story. Do you know where you would be if I would lose myself? And he told her the story. What happened to her when she had crawled out on the ledge of that window? When one has Menucha Sanefesh, the Chofetz Chaim could just stand there. When somebody took his box with 400 rubles, that means he's invincible. That means he can overcome any obstacle that comes his way. As the Pasik says, A general who conquers a country doesn't compare to the power of one who has Menuchas HaNefesh. Because Menuchas HaNefesh is the foundation of fortitude. It's the cradle of courage. It's what makes us royalty. We are a Melech. The Svarim HaKadoshim say, Melech is the Roshetavus, Moyach, Lev, Koved. A person rules from his mind, then there's the Lev, there's the Hergeshim, and Koved represents the Chelek HaGashmi. When a person lives his life in that order, he's a Melech. When it goes the other way, and Chazal tell us that Kovet Koye, the Gemara and Brachas, as every Aver produces a different meter, Kloye Seyatza, Slave Maven, Kovet Koye, the person works from the Kovet Lev Moyach, he gets Kalem, destruction. That's why it says Bilam, Toys says in Sechta Brachas, he wanted to get the Rabbinish Lelem in Kas. It says the Rabbinish would have gotten in Kas, Loy Nishtaya, Sorodu, Polid, Miusrol, all of Kaisal would have been destroyed. Why did he say he said these words, Kalem? A life without control, a life without menucha. What do we lose? We need to understand what's taken away from us if we don't work on this midah. Who are we? What makes me me and what makes you you? It's not my physical goof. My goof, my surroundings, are just the props for my life. Who I am is my neshama. My neshama is pure rochni. My neshama is a chelik elokami mal. Imagine, you know, obviously how they mine diamonds. Diamonds come encrusted in rock. And there's a fellow who, who mined diamonds and he takes his work and gives each one a pile of rocks. And he says, here, chisel this out until you extract the diamond. And they're all sitting there and they're chiseling and banging and taking away the stone. Each takes out a diamond. There's one fellow sitting and looking at it and he says, why do they all have diamonds? And all I have got is this muddy clod of earth and stone. Why are they getting diamonds? He says, you fool. Chip away, chip away, you'll find the diamond too. All of us have a diamond inside. All of us have an neshama that's pure, that's It's encrusted, it's covered by dirt, it's covered by gashmis, it's covered by midas rois. Anybody have ever had the experience of going to see a godel Yisrael, going to see a tzaddik? Imagine walking into the chazanish. What would you see? It's like looking into a mirror. You're seeing a neshama, the very same one that you have, but just one that he chipped away and chiseled away the stone. But essentially, 
In reality, I have the same thing within me. And I can accomplish, and we all can accomplish, extraordinary, extraordinary things. Because we have in the Shoma, that's a chelik elekam imal. But the Gemara says in Psochim, in Daf Samach Vavrish, Lokish Omar, Kol Odom Shekoyes, if one gets into anger, im chochom hu, if he's wise, chochmosay mistalekes, he loses his chochmosay. He loses his ability to, for prophecy. Ramani Bar Patish says, One who gets into anger, Even if there already was a command from Shemaim to give him greatness and Gidula Moiridanoi, so to take it away from him. And the Maral in the Siva Kas explains, Seichel is a Dover Nivdol, it's abstract. The goof is a dover gashmi. That's impressionable. There's something called shivi. Shivi means equilibrium, balance in a person's life. And as long as a person is in menuchas hanefesh, his life is in yashris, it's in balance. Our destiny is programmed that we, should, that we can only achieve when we are in a matzav of menuchas hanevish, when we are in a matzav of shivu, of equilibrium. When we enter planet Kaas, the world of chaos, and we upset this shivu, then all that was destined for us becomes irrelevant and we cannot achieve it. So even if I'm a chocham, I lose my chocham. If I'm meant to be a novi, I lose my nevuah. Because I wasn't programmed to achieve if I'm not myself. And that's why he says, all caste comes from Gashmias, and all Menuche comes from Rochnias. Like we said, Oilam Hazer is caste, Oilam Abo is Menuche. And the more Rochnias we are, the less susceptible we are to caste. What's caste? The Moral says it's his spilus. We, we become impressioned. Take a piece of wood and smash a hole into it. You get a hole. Take sand and punch a hole in it. You get a bit of a hole, but it slowly fills up because the sand is not so dense. It's not so impressionable. Punch a hole in water. It fills itself up immediately. Punch a hole in fire, which is even more rachnis. It's not noticeable. Punch a hole in air. You can't even. The more gashmias we are, the more things affect us and throw us and get us into temper, get us into af and chema and ketzef and roigas and zam and evro and kas. The more we lift ourselves, the more we remember ourselves, the more rochniyaznik we become, the less susceptible we are to cast. And the more we could accomplish what we were put onto this world to accomplish. The Gemara says, Where do we know this? From Eliyov. The Gemara says in Psochim, David HaMelech had a brother whose name was Eliyov. And when David HaMelech came to the camp where they were fighting against the Pelishtim, against Goliath, his brother greeted him in anger. Vayichar af Eliyav, the David, his little brother, said, Why did you come here? Who did you leave the sheep with? I know your, your mischievousness and I know you only came here to watch the fighting. Go home. And Chazal tell us when Shmuel came to anoint David HaMelech, one of the children of Yishai was meant to be Melech and they lined up the seven sons. And on each one, the Rebbein said to Shmuel, Loi bazeh bochar Hashem, this is not the one. When he came to Eliyov, 
Don't look at his don't look at his mar at his image, the Elgva Kemosai to his height, Kima Astiu, because I have despised him. He is abominable to me. He has become repulsive of the Gemorim Mechlal the Haverachim Leyadoyidno. Until now, the Rebbeinu Shlom loved him, but this act of caste made him more Sbeini Hashem Zokrashi. And all the other brothers, it says Loi Bazer Bocher Hashem. It doesn't say it by Eliyov because Eliyov was Kesem Malchus Hoya Hoylamolov. He was really right to be Melech, and he lost it because of his caste. Rebbeinu Lapian used to cry. He said, "Think of it." I mean, instead of David HaMelech, it would have been Eliyav HaMelech. Instead of Mashiach ben David, it would have been Mashiach ben Eliyav. He would have been the king of Yisrael. He would have been the redeemer of all the world, and he, the world, and he lost it. What do we lose? What do we do to ourselves? There's a psikta. In psikta state, Eiv. Eilu kovash kasoi veloi kora tagor. Achamidus hadin. Had he been able to conquer his castle, and he have suffered enough, and he had enough reason to get into anger. Staking Psikter, had he been able to be Kovish his castle by davening, we would say, Eloke Avrom, Eloke Yitzchok, Eloke Yaakov, Eloke Iyuv. That's the level that Madregi could have attained. And what do we do to our homes? How much damage? Many of us think, me, a kaisen? Me in temper? I'm not that guy who explodes in shul every few years. We should have the courage. Or ask, let somebody else ask our children. We don't even realize how much they, they see. Ask our children how we act when we're stuck in traffic. Or we can't find our car keys or our glasses. How often we scream, how often we yell, how often we lose it. We don't, we don't judge ourselves by that, nobody sees that. But the Muslim Swaram said the only true measure of a man and the measure of how they done him in Oilam Ha'elian is according to how he acts at home. Because that's the real person. Chazal say, Mesech the Soif, do I learn in Daf Yoimi, in Daf Gimel. Omer Avchiz de Tukfa Bebeso ki Karyelishum Shemeh. Anger in a household is like the worms in the tour that are machrib, destroy the house. Rav Chizdus has two members, one next to another. The first one is znus bebeiso, meaning znus, infidelity in a household will destroy a home, and caste in a household will destroy a home. And he puts them on both the same level. Now everybody understands how infidelity can wreck and destroy a home that it can never be put together again. And the very same lotion is used on cars. And the Gemara continues. And the Gemara says, This is Dafke Beisha, Veloi Beish. This that cars can destroy a home is when the Isha is a cast on this. Because even if the man is a kaisen and he's terribly mean-tempered and destructive and evil and difficult to live with, he's not the akeres habayis. When the wife has menuchas hanefesh, she can she 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 can be meroyim she can elevate the home. But if the akeres habayis is a kasonis and it's not easy. 
we can't even begin to understand in the Sionis and the pressures of constantly, constant daigus and worries and the nerves on edge of the Megadal Yiddish Shtib. But Machrebes Habayis, if that Keres Habayis cannot control the cast. And we should know the wonderful thing is that when what different than other midas, when one works on casts, the reward and the results are almost immediate. If for one Shabbos one would try to speak, as the Rambam says, we would see such a change in our surroundings, a new world, a new life that we wouldn't be even imagine we were capable of. When two children are at each other, at each other's throats, and our immediate reaction is, stop that fighting! So what did we teach them? To keep on doing exactly what they're doing. We say, please stop fighting. If we inject menucha wherever we go, it won't take long before we see an unbelievable difference. And if somebody has the nature to be a kasan, somebody says that's how he was born. I have a teva cham, I'm hot tempered. Should take a moiridige chizak, the sadikim writes, Mishet tivoy lichois. One who has the teva to get in cast. If it's teva as midas hakas umachriach es midosoi, and he forces himself umanhigo, and he lives and he tries to uh, to be ilu enami baleyakas, all of nemar on such a person it says toiv erech apayim igibur emoishal beruchah miloiket ir the erech apayim who mimidois shalakodesh baruchu and he becomes an ov the nechmod by the rabbeinu shaloylam one who has the teva to get in cast. And works on it is because he gets the mid of Erech Apayim, one of the midas of Hashem. The Hilig original once said, says, you know, one of the Gimel Averis Chamuris is Avoidazar. Now, how often do we have a chance to be Makai in the midst of not worshipping Avoidazar? Just we can go through a lifetime and never have this opportunity. Zoch the Hilig original, if a person's about Kas, Beteva, and Kolakoyis, Kilu, Oyber Avoidazar. So every time he, con- he conquers his anger, he's mekayim anoichi v'lo he's mekayim a mitzvah, an opportunity that just doesn't come our way. There was a Yidat Tzadik in Yerushalayim, a Shmuel Humana, wrote the Sefer Eved HaMelech, a Moedik Tzadik. He said he knew an old man in Yerushalayim who was the most tranquil and calm person he ever met. And he couldn't, nothing fazed him. And we talk about, tra- we don't mean someone who's just carefree and happy-go-lucky. We mean tranquility. A serious person who's be'etzem, be'etzem has found inner peace. He said, how, how could some, how, where did you get this? He said, I'll tell you, my nature was exactly the opposite. I was so evil-tempered. I was so impossible. I learned in Radim. And one day the Chofetz Chaim called me out of the Besmedish and he took me by the hand. And he started stroking my hand, and he walked me up and down for two hours, just repeating, Savlonis, 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 Savlonis. For two hours. And ever since then, I haven't been the same. 
the Chafetz Chaim put menuche into me. The Koyach, when one has menuche, to bring menuche into others. Imagine, imagine if we were to hear the news that there's a, a circus train has been traveling through town and the back of the car holding the tigers broke open and there's five Siberian tigers running loose all over town. Imagine. And we advise nobody should leave his house. Keep yourself on the locked doors. A sakana to go out? No, there'd be no yeshiva, there'd be no davening, there'd be no shul. Everything, all our Hashem would stop. When Kaas is on the loose, there's a tiger on the loose. There's a Chaya Torah on the loose. We can't even begin Avodah Hashem. No, imagine a person has to go out. He's got a Hatzala call on his own. He's got to go out. No, so if he knows there are tigers out there, he's somewhat safer. But imagine a person doesn't even know. And he's just happily walking down the street, not even realizing what's waiting, what's lurking there in the darkness. Person is doomed. So our first avoider that the Ramban teaches us is Igeres is to be aware, be aware that this is not a simple matter, that nothing can even begin until this matter is addressed. Because Kolakoyis Kolmini boy, and we have a tzivui of Hoser Kas Milibecho the Rebbeinu Shalom should give us the koiches ha-nefesh, that we should be able to live and serve Him according to our good ritzoynus and the das that we know we should be mekayin of yodata ha-yoyim v'hashevoyse l'vavecho u'bizoyichet v'mekabu p'nei Mashiach t'vkeinu m'hermenu. Amen.